Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Engvall with my guy, Robbie Falke, to talk some kicks. What's good, man? How you been? So you ever had that moment halfway through eating something and you're like, I should only eat half of this. And then you say to yourself, mom didn't raise no bitch and you finish it all. <laughs> I did that with a bit of nachos today and I was at like noon and we're recording at eight 45 and I'm still stuffed. So that's how I'm doing. That's, <laughs> that's literally the perfect analogy for my life. Wait, wh- just one package of ramen noodles. No, 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 no. You need no. two. Sometimes and you need some vegetables and you need an egg. Oh yeah. I, I doctor it up. My ramen is cooked. But like, I always ask for like the like a burrito cut in half so I can possibly eat the other half later, and I never do. <laughs> I respect it though, man. I mean, that's how that's how I approach it too. I, I would like to, I would like the benefits of only eating about half of the amount of food that I like, but I also don't want to give up any of the taste and the and just pure bliss that I experience with a good burrito or a good nachos, you know? Oh yeah. You just, you just fight through the, uh, you fight through the diminishing returns because you're, right. you know, you're <laughs> feeling worse and worse, but it still tastes good. But it's that, ah, whatever. Um, yeah. how you though, how, how's, how are you today? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's, uh, it's, it's warm again and a little too warm, but you know, got the dog, got the got dog up early going on some pretty lengthy walks lately. So She's a little bit tired and spends uh, most of her day sleeping, which gives me a little bit more time to continue to unpack all these boxes that I have here. So I've been uh, making some steps in the right direction finally. Well, I mean, if you're going to make some steps, I'm going to flip it around and have you go first. What have you been stepping in? Like what, what have been on feet as you go through these boxes? All right. So uh, today, what did I wear today? Uh, I actually wore just a like a Zoom Pegasus Turbo, like a one of the blue colorways that I picked up, which I normally run in. Um, and then I actually wore the Reebok DMX Daytonas again. Nice. I don't know why I love that shoe so much. It's just I, I think I think it's one of those shoes that I'm super lazy, like super super lazy. Like you you guys can't even really understand how lazy I am but like 
if I can lace a shoe in a way that the laces will stay tight enough to wear, but loose enough to just slip on, that's my like ultimate goal with any pair of shoes. Right. Unless of course I'm like actually doing, you know, real physical activity, then yeah, tie my shoes. But the, the laces in the, in the DMX Daytona are like the perfect length to run through the top loop twice. And it's just snug enough to stay on my foot when I'm doing things, but also I can just slide it off and on and it's super cush, super comfortable, probably a little heavy on a little heavier on the dad shoe side for most people. But to me, I mean, it's a no brainer, yeah. but, um, as far as, uh, copying, I haven't really, I mean, I haven't really been looking to cop anything for quite a while, but it's hard to not be excited about those hall of fame Kobe fives. Um, I don't, I know I won't get them, but I think that, I think you and I might have a similar approach on this particular pair or on a lot of Kobe releases. If I can get a Kobe five and trade for a colorway that I want, that's my goal. How about you, man? What, what you've been rocking? That is a big goal of mine too. Um, if I can acquire something, somebody else will want it. Uh, I've been rocking. So it's, I have a fleet of like beater free runs. So I think I wore in the past like two days. I've worn like three different pairs of just cooked free runs as I do stuff around the house and go walk up the street and things for the same reason you just said, you don't have to retie them. You don't have to untie them. You don't have to do anything. You just slip those bad boys on and you're off. So they're great for when you get inside and your shoes are dirty and you don't want to track stuff in, pop them off, pop them back on super basic. And it's like one of my favorite, I mean, it's hard to say models because there's been so many iterations of the free run. It's like from 2005 to now, it's not the same shoe, but just the premise of it and typically the looks mixed with the sale price point is unbeatable. Like I want to say all three pairs I got for less than $40 each. You wait till the right time. You wait, you wait right until the new one comes out. So last year has to go on sale. You go to your Nike outlet and you find a good everyday chore shoe. Yep. So that, that, that's my big recommendation. And, um, when it comes to copping, I have a whole like laundry list. So it's been raining every day in Portland just about. So it's that time of the year to get out, you know, the air force one duck boots and stuff like that. So I really want these on Cloudflyer waterproof edition. So I already have some ons that are waterproof boots, but I am quite a sucker for some waterproof low tops. And to kind of piggyback off my last statement, I think I have two or three pairs of waterproof free runs, like H2L repels. I love an easy slip-on waterproof sneaker. So the Cloud Flyer is definitely up there, clean and black, that's ready to go. Um, another one is the Diodora Volo, which they were very nice to send out to me, their new running shoe. Um, haven't had a chance to go run in them yet, but I'll let everybody know when I do. They're just super clean. They're actually doing a collaboration with Portland local Deadstock Coffee. Nice. Um, the colorway is reminiscent of like almond milk and kind of like a creamy drink. So they have a drink called the Volo, which is like kind of pumpkin spicy, kind of vanilla, 
mixed with almond milk, something more just like low key, just to give you a little sugar and caffeine rush. But it, it mixes perfectly with the shoe. It's like on point from a colorway perspective. And they have a really cool little Diodora stencil. They always stencil stuff in on the top. So uh, look out for those. It's going to be available, I mean, all month, probably a little bit longer. So if you're in Portland, go get yourself a Volo. And lastly, the shoe that isn't plugged, um, the Halloween Air Force One. This is the third time in a row they've done it. They've done a white pair. They've done a black pair. And now orange. And the last two times, I was like, that shoe is dumb. That shoe is stupid. I don't need that. But then I see him in person and I'm like, damn, those are cool. So it's just so funny how like pictures and with them being a stock photo, it doesn't do any justice. But once you see an ankle bone come out of it, it's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. It looks so cool. And I feel like glow in the dark has really faded out of popularity over the past couple of years. Man, I'm for sure a sucker for a good glow in the dark outsole. So oh, yeah, me too. Hey man, it looks I'll sit there underneath a, a light before I leave the house and just charge it, so to speak. You hold it in front of the light, looking like an idiot. Um, that's me. <laughs> and then I, I get in the elevator in my building and I'm, I'm shining or glowing, if you will. But uh, the orange is super tough. I love orange Nikes. Uh, so yeah, l- lots of wins going on there. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I actually, uh, you know, I'm not an Air Force One fan, but I it's hard for me to deny orange, black, glow in the dark like if there was like a 3m swoosh on that oh man i don't know might that that could potentially lure me into becoming an air force one owner where i don't know what you want to call it but i'm pretty sure you own a pair you just don't wear them. yeah i i do i have i'm trying to look here i think i have two or three pairs of air force ones but it's all very basic like and nothing that like i have a white on white pair of Mike cool. Bibby team dimes. Uh, I have a white on white foot action exclusive that they gave out like eight years ago or something. Yeah. I don't think I have any color on any air force ones though. So let me recommend this. If you ever come across a heavily discounted Flyknit air force one, you must buy a pair because I didn't like air force ones at all. Then I started with those and now I have more than a couple pairs of traditional ones because okay. like, the Flyknit, obviously it's light because the Flyknit, but the midsole and outsole is completely hollowed out. So it has none of the chunk. They fit very well on your foot and it feels like you're barefoot. I mean, it's like the most open, one of the most open pairs of shoes I've ever worn that still completely covers your feet. Like they're just so damn comfortable. And it's, it's crazy. I would never would have thought of Air Force One could be made that much better by just putting flying it on it. Cause so many other shoes, you know, they slap flying it on a 270 or they slap flying it on an air max 97 and it doesn't really work, but the flying it air force one is a game changer. Write that in my will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I've heard that about the flying it air force one and everyone that has the John Elliott air force oh. one has, has talked it up. Because of every person that talked up that shoe, I now own the John Elliott Air Force One. And I will attest, it is fucking killer. The, the one bad thing is, though, it has really, really heavy um, what's it called, aglets, the end of the shoelace, right? An aglet. 
Mm -hmm. They're metal and they're super heavy and they're long. So it's a clink, 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 clink. And that's annoying, but they look so good. It's just, it's whatever you deal with it. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, there's like, I think let's do, uh, do you have a, a review up? Yeah, so I got a review. Um, we're still we're still living off of uh, the great M and M debate of 2020, but I think this one actually came in after. So we might we might have just our next episode just might be a full on food episode just so we get more reviews. But this review comes from PGC Dame. Uh, he says five stars. One of the greatest sneaker podcasts. These guys know what they're talking about. I found them from the interview they did with Cousteau. And ever since I've been having them in my rotation of podcasts, much respect to these guys. Well, shout out to you, PGC Dame. Thank you for taking the time to leave us a review. Definitely appreciate it. If you're, if you haven't checked out the interview with Cousteau, uh, it's definitely a good one. And just to shout it out and we'll throw it in the description. Robbie mentioned does coffee there in Portland and he did an interview with Ian a while back, which is another excellent one. And we'll link that below, but, if you guys have a moment, it would be super dope if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a quick review. Good, bad, indifferent. Just give us some feedback. It's it's a great way for us to understand what you guys are feeling, what you're not, and also for us to just grow the audience here on the podcast. So this episode, we wanted to get into this whole Warren Lotus pigeon ripoff situation. Uh, things have taken a turn, and Nike threw a lawsuit at... Warren Lotus, you know, if, if you didn't listen to the episode a few weeks back, we talked about him uh, recreating the dunk with his, you know, ski mask, uh, Jason Halloween mask swoosh thing. And it was really odd that Jeff Staple kind of co-signed it. Well, now Nike is stepping up to the table and essentially saying that this is a no-go. There's all sorts of rumors out there. Uh, we saw conversations around you know 25,000 pairs pre-ordered we saw rumor of uh something along the lines of nike seeking three times the amount of uh the profits in damages so uh hopefully if you ordered you eventually get your money back but this is a crazy a crazy crazy topic and uh i'm super stoked to get into it i would not be surprised if there was a no refund clause when you pushed order. But that's just me. Um, I got to kind of circle back around and shout out our Discord people, um, Overhype Kicks and Gregatron, who were kind of breaking more information on this for us earlier. It's a great conversation piece. Um, I guess I would have to say it's a great place for conversation, not a conversation piece. It's not like a clock. But um, either way, it's a great group of people there. Um, everybody's loves kind of giving their two cents. And the best thing about it is it's two cents with a positive twist. You're not going to get somebody's two cents that involves calling you an ass clown. So it's, it's pretty nice to have everybody have a thing called an opinion without it being a, a negative place. So we love our discord people. Thank you so much. You get even more with our discord. If you join Patreon. And there's just so many benefits to doing both. Yeah, for sure. So this episode is actually going to be a Patreon exclusive. So if you want to hear the rest of it, head over to our Patreon. 
Uh, it's patreon.com slash sneaker history. As soon as you sign up there, you'll get access to the episode. You'll get access to our discord. Uh, there's a crazy, I mean, it's a crazy, crazy candy conversation going on right now. You might end up buying a bunch of unnecessary candy and sweets and we can't, you know, if we had a, what do you call that? Like thing that you write at the bottom, the disclaimer. If we had a disclaimer on our Patreon and Discord, it might say something about we're not responsible for dental costs or visits or any of those things. But we'll just leave it at that. And hopefully you stick with us and join us over on Patreon for this episode. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.